0: Hey, uh, Howie, did did the queen dying have any effect on any markets
1: at all? You know, when it happened, my first answer was a girlfriend said, holy, you know, the queen died. And I said, we still have queens. I didn't even know what the hell country. (laughs) And, you know, I saw it on TV and I'm like, I don't know if it's a bad thing, but she looks like she's 160. So she, she looks like she had a good life. I don't know. Um ah uh, she had a good life dude she drank I the, be- that-
0: she I drank the best she drank the best
1: baby blood trust me on that
0: <laughs> she had the best life
2: cash Daddy's is for entertainment purposes only You'd be an idiot to listen to anything these degenerates say. Invest at your own risk, do research, but seriously don't listen to these ass clowns. Now enjoy Cash Daddies.
0: Welcome to Cash Daddies. We're banking fatties. Uh, man, thank you guys so much. Hope you guys are doing well in these crazy times. We'll get into that. Uh, we have a great show for you. Very excited to be back. Join me as always on the one and two. Johnny Wooder,
2: Johnny, how are you? Good man, good man. uh Excited about the opportunity in the market this week. Howie has sent out some very uh exciting messages to the Patreon supporters this morning, and I'm all in it. I'm in it. And
0: deep. his name was invoked the man, the myth, the legend, my boy, and yours, Howie Dewey. How are you, Howie? Good, Sam, good, good. uh Talk about, man, your, your, butt your, your, your bite at the bit real quick before we get into it, Howie, myself are, uh, we're a couple weeks away from the big Saratoga show. So if you're in, uh, upstate New York, come hang out, man, we're going to go check out juicy burgers and we're just going to have a great time. And as always, I always love digging with Howie. So just go to samtriple.com, Grab your tickets now.
1: Yep. Putnam a place. going to be a sick time. Sick night.
0: Yeah. I'm very excited. Uh,
1: Howie, I uh, I know you want to get
0: in some stuff, so I'm just gonna real quick get into my week. I was just in Dallas doing the House of Comedy, great comedy club. The Bronsons are great people, and so the last show, this couple comes up to me, and, and they're 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 been drinking, they're having a good time, they love sweet Sammy tea, and basically they help run the Bitcoin convention in Miami, and they're like. We're thinking about bringing you out as a keynote speaker. I'm like, what? And they're like, yeah. And they're like, dude, they keep telling me they're sending me an email. I can't find this email because, dude. I mean, I want to go to a Bitcoin convention, but anytime I can make money to go to Miami, I want to go, dog. Yeah. So, <laughs> that was, yeah, right? that, yeah, you're to gonna go be to the Miami? you're gonna
2: be the keynote speaker at a Bitcoin convention, but you can't quite work your email. Now, does that <laughs> I, does
0: that dude, make I do. I really, I really, dude, you ever go into your spam folder? It is shady as shit, dude. You're just getting hit up by fucking, uh, princes. No, it's and it's
2: fucking a jungle. weird yeah. porn site, right? It's a jungle, dude, for sure. All
0: for right. Sure. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's my week. Had a great week. And, uh, so, uh, let's go. Well, Howie or Johnny, you want to talk or do you want Howie to get into
1: it?
2: I know. I'm excited to hear what Howie's got going on here. Let's do it. What's, What's going on, Howie?
1: My head is spinning, man. It's uh, it was good. I put out a post yesterday, and I said, "Look, we're not doing anything." We took some profits last week on uh, Facebook, and our Meta, and Square made some nice, nice fatties on Square. And I said, "Look, we're just gonna wait till the CPI number comes out." And it came out. Uh, wasn't great. Wasn't as bad as I thought it could be. But the but the markets just started selling off. We were down. That Dow was down five hundred at around eleven. Now it's down over a thousand. NASDAQ's over down 500. So I put out buys and I love them. I love the buys. We, we, we bought, we sold Meta last week, uh, three days ago at 169. It's at 156. So we, we bought some Meta. We bought some Disney. Uh, and uh, what the hell else did we buy today? Uh, we bought some TQQQ, which is three times the NASDAQ, uh, which I love at this price. We get a dead cat bounce tomorrow. Yeah. We're going to be like skipping rope naked. It's going to be awesome.
0: All this and more is available at the Patreon. If you could join us on there, it's patreoncom cash daddies. And we're dropping hammers, dude. We're dropping hammers, dude.
1: Yeah. It's an awesome yeah. crew, man. It's a great, great group of people. They help each other out. And we have a blast. We have a lot of fun. We have a lot of laughs. Yeah. Yeah. We a have good-
2: an uh, update, too. We also have, we just finally got the, uh, cash daddy's discord for the patreon up and running so people are already pretty active over there
0: yeah so join us we'd love to see you over there and join the whole thing so what's going on man i mean we got a great show we got great guests coming up we're very excited about that so i mean so Howie, like we're living in crazy times you know it's very interesting man Because, you know, obviously I'm a conspiracy theorist and there's a lot of stuff about conspiracies that have come true. But, you know, being on the show, I've also seen that some of the stuff that's talked about doesn't actually play out that way in terms of crashing and burn and financial, uh, you know, in the financial markets. Like, what are you seeing going on right now? You said everything's down like you sound excited about that. Someone from the outside might be might take that as, oh, that's not good that things are going down.
1: I mean, yeah, it's, uh, look, everybody takes a beating. Um, That's just the way it is. But in the market, when this happens, when you get a nice, hard sell-off like this, the people that make money are the people that buy. Because you want to buy on bad news, you want to sell on the good news. Uh, We had four straight days. We had seven down days last week. Yesterday was the fourth straight up day. Um, So... This doesn't surprise me that much. Uh, we're back to where we started. This is where you buy and make money. There was a, just like throwing a dart today. You buy just about anything. We're going to bounce back probably tomorrow. Don't be surprised. If we get some nice buying tomorrow. So, you know, you got to have the stones. you got to have the balls to jump in when things are down, when things are, are down and out, this thing's not staying. I mean, um, you know, somebody had a good point today. They said, what are, what are some of the leading indicators that were not that bad? Dude, gas prices are dropping. You can say what you want about anything else in the world. Gas prices are dropping. I don't know about California because that's some weird shit you got going over there by the Pacific Ocean.
0: Some bullshit.
1: It is, but it's got to be dropping a little out there.
2: Johnny, what's your thoughts? I'm checking it out right now. Triple A gas prices. Let me see. Uh, The current average is national average is three dollars and 70 cents for regular. A month ago, it was three ninety six nationally for uh, for regular. And let me see if I can pop up California. It was about five. Uh, California's current average is five dollars and 40 cents for regular which is Jesus. just which is just beautiful, brutal. Uh, a, a month ago, it was five thirty. Yeah, So it has gone up a little in California.
1: California is the weirdest guy. It's like its own fucking just weird country, man. It's just they. Oh, just it is. Dude. They want
0: everybody to move out. It's out like Greece the by
2: the by the Pacific Ocean. Is what it is. I mean, it's just a it big, really is. It's a big Greece.
0: It really is.
1: Just as I can't figure it out, just the, the weird shit that happens in that state is just unlike the other 49 states. New York's got its problems, but you don't see the shit you see in California.
0: Yeah, I mean it's cra- I mean these democratic cities are just like in crazy places. But
2: no, that's 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 redundant though, because all cities are democratic. I mean every every major city in the United States leans Democrat.
1: Yeah, that's but a, great point,
2: that's a great point,
0: Johnny.
1: You don't see Chicago, New York. I mean we have problems here, but God damn, not like California. It's like I don't know. I don't know if it's just because it's geographically too big. I don't know. I don't get it. I'd love to see some studies on why that state is so whacked.
2: <laughs> I think it's the history, anyways. It's just the history, of politics. anyways.
1: So, so yeah, I don't think we're that bad. I mean, I think uh, you know, I think you know, inflation probably peaking right now. Fed's going to come out. They're going to raise so. interest rates seventy-five basis points. That's a done deal. But that's factored in. That's factored in today. So. You know, you're gonna see some of these ass clowns tomorrow come out and say, Hey, uh, you know, it's probably a good time to buy. And hopefully our shit goes up and we're we're happy. I, I got a good feeling about it. I love right it. In.
0: Hey, uh Howie, did uh did the Queen Dying have any effect on any markets at all?
1: You know, when it happened, my first answer was. My girlfriend said holy you know the queen died and i said what we still have queens i did not even know what the hell country <laughs> that's i mean i'm not lying and she, you know i saw it on tv and i'm like i don't know if it's a bad thing but she looks like she's 160 so she, she looks like she had a good life i don't know um uh she had a good life dude
0: she drank the best has-
1: baby blood
0: trust me on that she had the best life. <laughs>
2: Dude, what if think- what if I told you there was a scheme where you could never pay inheritance tax on your billions of dollars? Would you want to marry into that situation, Howie? Oh, yeah, for sure. They, did you see that? They don't pay any inheritance tax on all these billions. The, the royal yeah. family.
0: They're like, well, we don't want to reduce their their funds. So we're not going to Dude, that's insane. I don't know what the inheritance tax in America is, but. Basically, 40% of your money right out the door. That's what it
2: if,
1: is in, in shit in this country. It's I think 40% my, in
2: the UK. Yeah, it's What 40%. is it in the United
0: States, Johnny?
2: I bet uh, you it's yeah.
1: 50. You know, that's the only reason that people buy variable life insurance. Variable life, not whole life. Variable life, because, you know, let's say I have a $10 million estate. If I don't have variable life insurance on it and I die... My kids right off the bat, before they can inherit that shit, they got to come up with 5 million. Where the hell are they going to come up with that? You know? Um, oh, so what's it called? Variable? Var- variable it- life insurance policy. Kind of goes with the market. But when you check out, your kids get that money. And in turn, they can pay their taxes.
2: Uh, um, and they- there's no federal inheritance tax, but inheritance taxes are collected by six U.S. states. Iowa, Kentucky, Maryland, Nebraska, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania and it depends oh, wow. on how much California
0: you make. Isn't into that.
2: Yeah, cuz well, there's all an out. inheritance tax.
1: There there's you, you get hit with uh you get hit with a uh, inheritance
2: tax. Well, it's believe me. Yeah. we have it. So Well, now uh, you're thinking about estate taxes probably how Estate
1: taxes. Estate yeah. tax.
2: Yes. Yeah. Yes,
1: that's What is the it's estate? Different tax? Name. It's just a different name, Johnny. What's the estate tax?
2: Well, the estate is on the estate that you inherit. Like, you know, what the actual property 40, not money percent. you get what i'm saying
1: it's okay. 40 50 like
2: houses and
1: right right trinkets right, right, whatever right that's why you buy the life the, the variable life because it's variable life i'm gonna look yeah.
0: into that even though i don't, know, don't have
1: anything to you cover. find a good estate playing attorney and accountant they'll set you up but it's it's uh look when we used to when we used to sell those at, at the company i worked at whew, we made some good commissions on those babies but the, so uh howie are we still looking at these uh energy companies do you still see them you got the markets getting crushed today energy's not getting hit that bad i mean energy is yeah we keep talking i don't know how many times i talk about xle i keep saying it you got to have some xle i mean xle uh i'm looking today the you know the market's down Three and a half, four percent. XLE's XLE's down less than two percent. Um, still hanging tough. You gotta have oil and energy, absolutely. S- staying strong, going. Love forward. it,
0: love it, love it, love it. I'm gonna get into that, even though I hate oil companies. I do think there is some money might- Guys, anything else? Or do we want to get into the guest?
2: Uh, yeah. Right. Let's let's do a uh a quick uh look at our uh, picks for next week, and then we'll get into the guests. Yeah.
0: Okay. Uh, what, what do you, you want to do? Uh, my, mine is, uh, my, my pick is, um, martial arts, <laughs> take martial arts, learn to kill with your hands. Okay. That's my whole thing. Invest in yourself, in your body, get in shape. Okay. Cause when the zombie apocalypse happened, it's going to be kill or be killed. Okay. So that's my getting shape. I- Boxing, I still like
2: comedy. I like Apple again. Uh it you know, it went up nicely last week and now it's back down with everything else. Uh I, I, <laughs> I still like it. Uh I think Apple is great.
1: It's a great buy, you know,
2: obviously long term, and then I think it'll have a little bounce here too, because the iPhones are all getting shipped at the end of the week and people are gonna see them in other people's hands. And uh I think that kind of thing is good. So yeah. Do it. Hey, shout out to my boy
1: Curtis today yesterday. He he dm me and he said, I'm up. Five, six points in Apple, what should I do? And I looked at it and I said, yeah, you may want to take a profit because we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. He took a profit. It's down six points today. So Johnny got a great point. If you're going to buy this baby back, it's a good price right now. Good price. I like
2: it. I like right it. What you like, Howie?
1: I like two things. First of all, I like BBH. I like the biotech ETF. It's getting hit today uh amgen's down i like you know amgen's a good company it's gonna come back i like bbh the biotech and and also this is crazy i don't know how many times in the last two months i talk about this company dsx
2: yeah, uh
1: yeah. dsx over the past week people were dm me should i buy it, it was at 464 i said yeah buy it buy it buy it everything is down today DSX is the only thing that I see today that's up. It's up over 1% today. It just busted above $5. It's the Greek shipping company. Uh I like it right here. I like it at 5 bucks. It looks like it's going back up to 650. So I like BBH, I like DSX.
2: All right. All right. Uh yeah, so if you want to take us over to the interview, Sam.
1: Yeah, man. Very very
0: exciting. We have a great guest. Howie, why don't you uh give us a little background on your buddy?
1: Yeah, this guy, man, I've known him for years here. He's hilarious comedian. Um, I met him because we both uh we both kind of followed boxing. Um, he's been boxing his whole entire life. Uh started training out of different gyms, uh kind of created and grew a clientele and like, you mentioned his name in New York, and everybody uses him for a personal yeah. trainer. I mean, a lot of He's big great. people. He's a I great. I like Sergio trainer. a lot. Yeah, built a good business, and uh, you guys are lucky to hear him today. It's going to be great. Yeah. Enjoy this
0: interview with Sergio Chicone, everybody. It's a great interview. I hope you guys get a lot from it about what you got to do to start your own business. And you can do as Sergio did it. You can
2: do it everyday people are having a difficult time right now fuel is through the roof food prices are insane and some have even started to lose their homes but there can be a huge positive to this because recessions are where more wealth is made than in any other time in the economic cycle take the last recession those who invested in property and stocks more than doubled their money inside two years but no market rose like crypto where people made 10 50 even 100 times over the same period that's what james McMahon. Man did. On his Crypto with James YouTube channel, he told his 21,000 subscribers to invest in the same 26 coins that he did. Had you invested over $100 into each of those coins, you would have profited more than $123,000. His top pick of the year, a crypto called Phantom, went up a staggering 692x. Remember, this is public knowledge. You can go to YouTube and verify it yourself. James will be sharing every coin he buys during this recession on his Copy My Crypto membership site. It's like having a big brother who knows what he's doing. You don't need to know a thing about crypto or how to invest. You simply copy James. So, to join the 2,800 members who copy James, Go to copymycrypto.com slash sam that's copymycrypto.com forward slash sam it's your call you can thrive in this recession or you can be a victim of it go to the site and read what james has to say now
0: all right let's get into it why don't you introduce your boy howie yeah baby here new
1: nyc he's like two miles east right here if i walk two, actually probably a half a mile uh east from the Lower East Side, uh, we got comedian Sergio Chicone, baby. Yo, uh, What up? What up, fellas? Good to What's see you
0: I appreciate you coming on our show, man. I appreciate you. Real quick before we get into it, can you tell our listeners where they can find you and if you got any dates coming up? Oh, I mean, yeah. So
3: I at SergioChacon.com, I'm loaded with a few uh, road dates. And yeah, that's the best way. And Instagram at sergio chicone. The New York City Dates. Nice. nice easy. Nice. Easy.
1: <laughs> and nice, I appreciate that. You. Thank you, Sam. You look great, man. You look great. So you just got back from the West Coast yourself, right? Yes. You know, a lot of New Yorkers talk
3: shit about San Francisco. You know, oh, my God, you're going to be hop, skipping, and jumping over fecal matter. Human fecal matter. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. The homeless people are aggressive. <laughs> the homeless <laughs> people which Well, we'll spit you, and and they're violent dogs. I went out there at the time of my life. I didn't see any deranged homeless people. I didn't see any fecal matter. I didn't see any gays. I mean, San Francisco has
0: changed. Where'd you you play? Where'd you play, sir? Oh,
3: I was opening for Chris DeStefano at the Cobbs Comedy Club.
0: Yeah, I like Cobbs. It's a really
3: nice, really nice era. Man, the scene was was dope. The people were super nice. Uh, It was clean. And we went sightseeing. I was out there like a a dirtbag fucking tourist, like looking up at the buildings. And I was doing all that shit. You know, stopping in the sidewalk. (laughs) I was doing all that shit with my camera. (laughs) I was doing annoying. And the people were so pleasant, man. Like, you know what it is? I think New Yorkers, we're just so fucking jaded. And we got our world upside down over here that we're just shitting at, at. at every other place, because we don't got our shit together here. Because it's so, fly out
1: there. Do you want to live? Anywhere we go is nice. Anywhere we go is paradise right now. I mean, you walk around. If I walk from here over to your playground over there, I'm gonna see ten fucking crazy things happen within about 15 minutes. That's absolutely right. It's nuts right now in the city. It's, nuts. it's crazy. Do you yeah. like? Uh, do you like living in New York
0: still? Uh-uh. You know, I'm a I'm a native New Yorker, and I love
3: New York. What you know, but it, it does get to me, and this is coming from somebody who comes from it. But it, I feel like I'm at ed- I'm on edge a little bit, and I don't know if that's a way to live. I think you become conditioned to live that way. You just deal with it. But when I leave here, I, I decompress a little bit. I'm like, oh, this is like. This is nice. This is really nice. And I don't need to go too far. I don't need to go across the country. I'm talking about just going to Westchester County or something. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, this is nice. But I'm stuck between a rock and a hard place because well, anytime I go away and I come back to the Lower East Side, like I come back to the city and I go over to Williamsburg Bridge and I, I, I love it. I, like, I It just feels like, oh, yeah, I'm back home. You know. So it's a weird thing. But yeah, your body, same-
1: your body naturally goes on high alert. It just does. You change. It's like a light switch. And I mean, I, the only way I can describe it is that, like it's I have flashbacks to like being back in jail, like literally, <laughs> literally like you just you act cool, but on you're always you have eyes in the back of your head. You're just always on high alert when you're walking around the city lately. It's nuts. Yeah. Sergio, sure.
0: do you uh, ha- are you have any fears about the future of New York City. What New York? What's going to happen in New York City? Because you know we romanticize like New York City in the '70s, like all the grit. Like I live in LA, and everybody hates LA. I hate the comedy scene. I'm very vocal about it. I think I think it's been lost. Uh, but I like the grit of what what's going on in Hollywood Boulevard. It reminds me of Taxi, the movie Taxi Driver. I, I like to walk around and look at all the weirdos. Uh and it seems like that might be happening in New York and Philly and all that stuff. Do you have any concerns about that? You know, if I didn't have a kid, I would be—I would, you know—welcome it with open arms. But I have a
3: ground-level apartment in the middle of all this shit. And granted, that's still—it's—it's it's stimulated, right? There's a lot of money. There's a lot of restaurants, but it's—it's—it's it's, 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 it's intertwined with violence and drugs. There's a lot of that shit going on too. So now that I have a kid, a ten-year-old daughter, I'm definitely a little more. A little, a little more conservative, if I may, about that yeah. shit. Oh, do do? <laughs> so now, I, you know, I, I'm definitely a little bit, a little bit like, like I can appreciate graffiti. You know, I used to do that shit. Not like I wasn't a good graffiti artist, but I can appreciate it. But when it's on my building, I'm like, God damn it! You know, I'm like <laughs> these fucking kids. <laughs> you know, so I'm so I'm, I'm full of shit. I'm a, I, I, you know, when it when it comes too close to home, then I uh, I scoff
0: at it. So I, I try to tell, uh, you know, Howie, who's 60, right? It's like, it's time to get a house, bro. It's time to get out of the apartment life and get a fucking house with some land. Do you have any desire to do that? Get out of where you maybe grew up and just get a little space?
3: Dogs, I, I feel this, these are great questions because I just got something in Westchester County. in Courtland Manor, it's a fixer-upper, you know, so I got a good deal on it. And, uh, yo, so that's the move. I'm keeping this place in the Lower East Side, but I got a place up there. And, uh, yeah, within the next few months, I should be making that transition. And it's different, dogs. Like, yeah. I, as soon as I, I I walked into the apartment uh, early last week, I was greeted by a groundhog. <laughs> Fucking
1: groundhog. There's a family of groundhogs. And he's just looking at me like <laughs> So Cortland Manor, on the, <laughs> you're on the you're on the uh, you're on the the uh, the east side going up the Hudson. River. Yeah, it's, it's 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 near Bear Mountain. Oh yeah, man. So yeah. yeah, we're buying a place in Nyack, right across the Tappan Sea Bridge. So yeah, yeah. yeah I mean so, everybody, Sam, everybody's doing it. Like same thing. She she doesn't want to get rid of this place, which is good for me because I kind of like this. I like where I live, but but. Yeah, I mean we're by a house. I mean it's happening. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's you know, I can get used to that, that, that living. I mean, I
3: like wildlife. I found an American toad in the back. There's owls, and it's really cool. <laughs> I like all that shit.
2: So, and I'm so- a big,
3: I'm a big animal lover, I'm a big nature guy. And so I could transition. Um, the thing is, there's the convenience of the city. I'm five minutes, I you know, I got a little scooter everywhere. I'm five minutes away. From the clubs. Like, I literally just take a scooter to the club. So, now we're talking about a five-minute scooter ride to an hour and a half drive. So, I just got to work smart, you know, and, uh, and adapt to, you know, you know there's always going to be a sacrifice for the transition.
0: Yeah. So, uh, now, you do stand-up. Do you, do you have any side hustles or anything yeah, like
1: absolutely. that? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Well, yeah, that's uh, what we got him on the show, baby, because yeah, this, yeah, is, I, this, this is a true – a true – self-starting business owner, and it's wild you're on today because yesterday I got like four questions from people that started personal training businesses just like you did, and I mean, that's how I originally heard about Surge. They're like, yeah, this guy, uh, he trains out of a boxing gym, but he doesn't just do boxing. He does, you know, full body personal training. This is years ago. Um, so dude, tell us, how did you start your business with personal training? How'd you start that? Yeah, I gotta tell
3: you, I, I've always been interested in training and you know, you hear the story of, uh, you know, oh, if it wasn't for this, my life would have been elsewhere. Like that's what boxing was for me. And I'm not a pro fighter. I did amateur boxing, but I've always went back to boxing to seek solace and tranquility. And it always kept me grounded and, you know, I've remained kind of like in a peaceful place anytime I went back to the boxing gym. It always like neutralized me.
1: Yeah.
3: So I've always, I, boxing has always given me that and I'm very fortunate to have discovered something like that. For some people it's surfing, for some people it's horseback riding, running, and I enjoy running as well. But boxing did that for me. I've always went back to it. <laughs> and it's one of those things I was passionate about that was a hobby, And I've been doing this so long that that I was asked to cover a class like 10 years ago at a health club. And the background of stand-up comedy, being able to speak in front of strangers and make them feel comfortable, I think assisted with me being so good at it. So those two worlds joining together, I think I stand out a little more than the average trainer because I have public speaking abilities, and you know, I mean, you know, I can be funny. You got you great speak.
0: energy, dude. You got really.
3: Oh, I appreciate
1: great that. Energy. Thank you. Yeah. You unless he's it. working, unless he's working you out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: So you know, so you know, it was a passion that turned into a uh, you know a, a career. And you know what? That's the way it was for standup too. And I'm very fortunate, man. Like whenever I get a little bent out of shape. Or I think that, uh, first of all, none of us are exempt from battles. We all have our battles. But the moment I take myself too seriously, or I think, fuck, man, like, what? why me? I th- I think, like, oh, I'm like, I managed to create a life where the things I did as a fucking hobby are now making me money. And I still enjoy doing it. It doesn't feel like a job. So it's not going, it, you know, I make my own schedule. I travel a lot. It's pretty fucking dope.
1: Well, to get back to... Your personal (coughs) training situation. You started in a gym. What, when, and let's not talk about the pandemic yet because I got some questions about that. But pre-pandemic, you start your personal training business and you gain one client, two. When did you finally say, holy shit, you know what? I'm making a little bit of extra coin at this. You
0: know, I would say...
3: It never felt as if I, um, first of all, it, it was just, I was just happy to get paid doing something I enjoyed. So it never felt like, um, it never felt like, like work, work. Yeah. Cause you love being in the gym. You I, I enjoy gym. being in the gym. So I guess to answer your question, I'm not really answering your question. Uh, I would say I made a decision about five years ago to really I step up the 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 uh the quality of my clientele, if I may, and I mean and I mean that respectfully. Meaning, I only you mean take... hot chicks, hot chicks. <laughs> you know, people who can afford the service I'm providing, and yeah. it needs to be within yeah. a certain a certain uh bl- a block. Meaning, I do stand up at night, so I'm not gonna do a five a.m. session. I'll do seven to twelve, and th- that allotted time, I'll take five to six sessions I charge X amount and that happened uh, within the past five years where I said, I got to put a cap on it. Cause the thing is with trainers, you can easily, you know, zigzag all over the city, taking, And that's very draining. It's taxing. It's expensive. And it could, it could beat you up a little bit. And I did that. I did. I, I paid those dudes. Those times I, I would have a class at nine o'clock at night, but my first session was at 6am and then four hours of dead time during the day, you know, so I sacrificed and I did that. So now I figured it out where I, I got my clientele and I only work from seven to 12. And, um, it's a schedule that I make that I'm, I'm, I'm happy with. I think that's the biggest accomplishment because I see, uh, trainers like running around working, you know, very late. Like if, if you, if you like doing that, that's fine. But for me, me
1: being a comic, I want my evenings, you know, and your numbers, yeah. your numbers started going up. So now you're actually <laughs> training five or six you got i mean you're training 20 30 who the hell i don't know how many clients you got but i know you got a good number because you're training or well, you were training right out of that gym pre-pandemic yeah and the thing
3: is it's not even about having that many clients it's about having good quality good clients, clients who yeah you know who are willing to uh Paying money yeah but they also with that being said I, I, we created a relationship and i know that goals uh there's a chemistry they're, they're held accountable, but now they're buying packages, so they're held accountable, and they take it seriously. It's not like one every three months. So, you know, I got people who are locked in, who have goals
0: and want to change their mind and body. Yeah. Sergio, <laughs> I want to ask a question. Obviously, you're a working comic and you're doing that. Uh, what was it like having to have a job while you start to create your own business? Because even though I don't hear this a lot, but I do have this feeling that people go, well, how am I, how am I going to work and do, uh, and start my own business? And, you know, it's almost like this old term, you know, Joey Diaz coined immigrant mentality. I, I think about my great grandparents and everything they had to do and how they just worked a billion jobs and they, you know, that's just what they did to have to, you know, make it happen. Like what, what any, do you have any advice on that on terms of like, how do you like, how do you How do you have your one job that's paid your bills and how you, you know, you have to start this business in which you have to put so much time and effort into it? You know
3: what? It it never, it never quite felt that way because I, uh, it, it, because I don't, I don't have a a brick and mortar business. So there's like no overhead. I, you know, it's pretty much grassroots where it's like, I have my clients. But I also have stand-up too. So I don't put so much pressure on either or. I think the question I have to ask myself, and maybe this is a better response for you, is whether or not I can keep up training and and, and doing stand-up. Because I think there's going to be a cap, you know, of how much I can physically do. Even if I'm working just five hours a day with the gym, if I'm on, you know, if I'm doing shows at night, on I'm limiting my my creative, my creative freedom, and right now it's doable, and I kind of like that because what what I do is I don't give stand-up comedy that power anymore. Like there was a time where I was just doing stand-up, and I was miserable because first of all I was a little more irresponsible, I was single, and I was just yeah yeah was, yeah I had a lot of liberties, so I was drinking, money, yeah. and, and all that bullshit, so. I wasn't, you know, treating it like a profession. I was being more of an asshole about it. I was just hanging out. But um, with having both of them, they kind of complement each other. As of now, I think a question I do have to ask myself is like, do I want to stop? Uh, one, do I want to stop training and pursue comedy full time? But I don't know unless there's something really possible. It's consistent because spot pay and role pay can't do it for me. I got a family, and I got like real. You know, I need to be I need to be at home base to make things work. But right now it works. And I think it's a very unique situation. I, uh,
0: I, uh, I think that's a big issue for entertainers. Like, I think there's this notion that, like, you're either starving or you got or you're like crushing it. You know, I, I think there is a nice middle area. And I think it's th- this notion that you gotta be starving to for your art to make it work. I, I just don't agree with that at all. Yeah, no, I, I
3: never that- yeah, I I and I'm sorry to cut you off, Sam. I've always felt that way. I think that's an unhealthy way of thinking. I think I think it's uh it's almost like uh yeah, you know, rock star, they all do drugs or, you know, like I think we need to enrich yourself of that mentality, like you know, accepting certain conditions. Fuck that. I'm a grown, I'm, an, I'm an adult with, a, with, a, with a, a 10-year-old daughter, and I have a wife, so I'm going to make it work. It's going to work for me. Like, I come first, not like, you know, come, I'm doing this for comedy. Like, I come first, and then whatever I can do, so be it, you know? But I never give the power to that shit because this feels very unhealthy.
1: And I feel like with your philosophy that you're saying right now, the I come first, and somehow I'm going to balance these because, you know what, personally, I feel your personal training that probably your comedy right now is better than it's ever been, and it's not because you're doing fifty spots a night and you're out drinking and hang. It's because you have that personal, you got that balance, and 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 I think personally, you just you just get that intrinsic confidence, and uh, it just naturally you you feel more comfortable. Yeah, and I appreciate that. Who who knows, man? I get the thing is, I
3: I just try to uh, I I I just try to do it with a clear head. Listen, stand up is fucking hard. Like, that yeah. shit was, it's so hard that like, yeah. like I'm just like it, it never felt it never feels like it gets easier, you know. And, I, and for me personally, I think um, I could I could easily drive myself crazy. So I can I, I like the fact that I got a, a, a life full of different outlets and passions and comedy plays a big part of it. But it doesn't define me. I'm a comic. I'm a working comic. You know, I tour, you know, I I, I, but I it doesn't define me like I'm very careful with you know putting that pressure on myself because there's too much to compare yourself to there's too that could be endless so I do what I can I'm having a lot of fun doing it and I try to be as courageously creative as possible but it's fucking hard to come up with new shit that works (laughs) it's hard to fucking accept the rejection it's hard to be out there late night, you know, and sometimes you don't want to do it. Like we're normal. We've been doing this a long time. And sometimes I'm like, I don't want to do this shit. And then you're
1: like, once you do it, you're like, oh, it's fine.
0: You know? Uh, um, Oh, go on, Howie.
1: Sorry. Well, I was just, no, you go go ahead, Sam. I got a question for the pandemic.
0: Uh, when, when okay, and this might fit in what Howie wants to ask. When did you realize your business was taking off? What was the signs that you could actually – Go off on your own and build your own brand and build your own business.
3: Uh, I think I got to say, once again, it's a unique situation. And this comes down and I got to give credit to where it's due. My family, my mother was always uh, she had taught me. My, funda- my my basic education is shit. I'm, 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 I'm well-read. You know, I have good social skills. I was always confident. But, like, as, as far as a basic education, you know, I um I was shuffled from school to school. I didn't test well mathematically. Like, I dropped out, like, in, like, 10th grade. My early upbringing was intertwined with trying to be, like, a, you know, Get through life without getting killed because there was like so much violence and drugs. It was a, it was a fun upbringing, but it was a lot of attention put into surviving rather than education. But I had a good upbringing immediately at home. My mother, what I saw her do early on, was buy property. And she did the long game. She would put her name on waiting list and let that shit sit there for like ten years. And when her friends were called for that waiting list, who only had their name on that list, for two years, she scratched her head and be like, "Interesting, how my friend Ethel Rosenberg got called <laughs> before me." So I'm gonna bring, I'm gonna go to the board and see what's going on here. And they're like, "Oh, Mr. Miss we apologize. It must have been your yeah. name must have got lost in the shuffle. Here's the apartment you've been on the waiting list for." My mother was a go getter. She was like smart. Yeah. She put she always looked at opportunities to own property. I kind of inherited that. So I bought early on with her help early on. And that's what I continue to do. And I think with that, that has given me like a certain confidence to navigate because I feel like, oh, that's out the way. And my cost of living is lower. You know, like it's it's just lower because I pay a maintenance fee rather than dirtbag rent in the city.
0: I love that, dude. Yeah, so I
3: think that's where it roots from. it. like roots from like, I was able to buy early on. I paid a low maintenance fee, so my 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 monthly nut is just like I don't have this pressure on myself. I train the way I want to train, and it's decent money. And I do comedy, you know, the way I want, and that's decent money. But I never feel like, you know, oh, I gotta do this because it, oh, early on decisions were made. Um, she was so,
1: tenacious. Your mom, had, your mom had that. Yeah, tenacious. she was. You know,
3: yeah, yeah, and that's the reason why I even rolled the dice. We're recently acquiring this place upstate. You know, it it wasn't a lot of money, which is crazy, but I knew that that was uh, like, that's like hitting the lottery. Like it was, it's a fixer up. It requires a lot of work, but you, you fucking, that's the roll of the dice. You, you get that and then you figure it out, you know? Um, but I would say, you know, once I, uh, I I, I had clients who sought me out and I was like, wow, I've had the same clients for five, six years. I'm doing something good. I'm doing something, you know. To
1: carry over, and this is the question that I got from, like, three personal trainers that are on our Patreon. This is what happened to them. They had their clientele like you did, and all of a sudden, the pandemic hits, your gym's closed down. You can't use the gym anymore. But all of a sudden, I see your fucking crazy videos on Instagram with you and, like, an army of 75 (laughs) people out on a football field or out on a track do it all. Yeah,
3: and, 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 and prior to that, uh, and I appreciate that. I prior to that, I did it virtually, and let me tell you, for two days I was hungover off the, t- the pandemic. I was like the uncertainty lasted for two days. Then I got on Zoom and I did that shit. I just did. I said, "Listen, this may be we may be here for a long haul. Let's continue training online. It's gonna be awkward for all of us. I'm gonna make it as comfortable as possible. Let's get some music. Uh, let's get some body. We're gonna do a lot of body weights. We're gonna shadow box." And if you're interested in one on one, I jumped on it with enthusiasm and I didn't want to do that. But I right.
1: I, I, I I knew I knew it would be groundbreaking. I, I knew that it would work. But I felt I felt like percentage-wise, your income from that business went up. Oh, yeah. You for were sure. like Zoom, your Zoom stock uh or Peloton. Those companies did better in the pandemic than before the pandemic. I felt that was like your business. Well, also I think people. Uh, hold a,
3: a close affinity to something that was traumatic for them. And I was the face of their escape. I was there, you know, and they were there for me. So it's like I created a bond with a lot of these people. You know, they were casuals at the gym, but now we cemented a relationship because we were fucked up at home. And now it's like, wow, man, you, you, you know, you were a positive distraction for that hour four times a week. And I was consistent with that. I made sure I was consistent, like you know, it was every day.
0: Um, yeah, and,
3: and then it rolled up to outside sessions, and then um, you know we got back in the gym. But I was always there for them. I was always, you know, ahead. You know, I always try to be innovative, keep it innovative and interesting. And also, with any with, with personal training, it's, I, I don't got, it. I don't have it all figured out. I always make sure that I'm trainable. I always seek out the 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 uh, the, uh, the mentorship of a guy who I appreciate a trainer or whether it be he or she, I always treat myself to a training session, whether it's boxing or lifting weights. I put, oh, I an invest in myself because now I'm looking at that. My POV is from the, uh, the student, right? It's weird to say POV. It sounds very porno-like, right? I didn't mean that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, was like, yeah, you know, my point of view is from the student, right? So I always make sure that I get that perspective. You know, and I think that oh. keeps me, uh, you know, just a little bit ahead.
0: Yeah, uh, I, I got felt- one. Oh, go, go, on. ahead. Sorry, huh. go uh, ahead. I find it interesting. Uh, two quick questions. One is, do you, ha- I know you don't have a brick and mortar. Do you have a website for your fitness that people yeah, can go to? Is on, every,
3: everything is on com. You know, uh, the, the gym I, I work out of, uh, you know, the breakdown of, um how outside
0: sessions work. All that stuff is on the website. uh, Uh, yeah, And that that will be the link. So if you guys want to click on it, you're in New York, you want some training. So I always found it interesting because I love boxing. It's sweet science. I also think it's probably one of the best self-defense out there as much as I love like jujitsu and I take Croft Maga and all that stuff. But I always feel like If you you can box, you have a good chance of defending yourself. What I always found interesting about boxing, because it goes back to boxing gyms, is that boxers and boxing never took the business model of like a martial arts studio where you would train people, a big class, all at once the way martial arts does. Is that ever an option, or do you know why it's more one-on-one like that? Well, definitely
3: uh, one-on-one. Is generally the case if someone's competing, but you can also train as a team. where drills are implemented and stuff like that. My thing is, I do more fitness motivated. You know, I, you know, I I've, I brought kids. I brought a guy on to do an amateur fight, but I my strength lies in more fitness motivated. Like I, I that's what I enjoy doing more. Um, but, yeah, you can do either or. It depends on the trainer because I, my, my old school trainer will have, like, six people he's training, and they're running drills and stuff like that. Oh, okay. Yeah, but cool. absolutely. So there, there has, has been kind of an evolution with that. That's a good question.
1: Sam, when when, when he's training you, like, you're jump roping. The next thing you know, you're doing something really weird with a couple dumbbells. <laughs> you're doing, then you're doing some exercise. It's like you've never seen before in your life. You're like – for tossing your heel up to your ass, like he's yelling at you the whole time, throwing medicine balls at you. Yeah, yeah dude, it's, uh, it's a lot of workouts.
0: Fun. Have gotten crazy. I just did one today. I'm bouncing on this ball while I'm, I'm like shooting. I'm like throwing down a medicine ball. I'm like, did the 300 ever do this? Did those fucking <laughs> those guys way back
1: in the day
0: balance <laughs> on a ball, throwing a medicine ball? But it's gotten very scientific, working out Jeez. and all that. Sergio, you're a G, bro. I really uh, enjoyed this conversation. And Sam, thank your, you. you know, your American success story, and I love that. I just love anybody that's come from, you know, sounds like, you know, you had to survive on the streets, and now you're flourishing, and I think that's great. And It's like, dude, your energy is so great, so I, I bet you're just a crusher on stage, and uh, I look forward to someday hopefully meeting you in person, man.
3: Yeah, likewise, Sam. Thank you so much, and I'm sorry we weren't able to do this sooner. Um, but I'm glad to do it today.
0: So thank you so much. Uh, you guys, his social media, his websites, uh, below, just click on the link so you can check out either Sergio if he comes to your town or you need some working out, man. Thanks for coming on cash. Daddies. We appreciate
3: it. I appreciate you guys. Thank you so much.
0: Well, that was a great interview. I don't know how that guy only has one kid. He's such a good looking dude. Right. I mean, that yeah. guy's a uh, top shelf right there. Thanks for getting your buddy on, Howie. That was a great interview. Yeah, he's great. Uh, uh, so this ca- this concludes the free part of the show. We're going to jump over to the Patreon. Join us over there. Just go to patreon.com slash cashdaddies and get in on the revolution. Howie, Dewey, Do cruise crushing it. Johnny and I, always available to watch you ha- make love. Just go over there to car- uh, patreon.com. Are we? Are we? Sam
2: out. always available because I heard recently that you had an opportunity. Johnny, you stop! Make That's a different show. We've already talked it about up. that. You just Johnny, we're it going up. to
0: the Patreon. We're off to the Patreon.